This year, we're featuring some of our most valuable episodes, bringing back popular and helpful topics for all people with type 1 diabetes, but also for those who are newly diagnosed. Please enjoy this MVP episode. Today, we're telling you guys all about the different insulin pumps. Well, the top three major manufacturers. We'll talk about the pros, the cons, features and benefits, and pretty much everything we know about them. Jesse and I have frequently mentioned our pumps. Jesse has the Medtronic 670G, and I have the Tandem T-Slim X2. And those are just two of the three, the third being Omnipod. I would have liked to get a rep from each of these companies to talk with us about their products. That's why we put this episode off for so long, because I think about a year ago, I did talk to someone from Medtronic, but they weren't ever able to come on. So that's why that didn't happen. And so instead, we're just going to review them for you ourselves based on our experience and our own research. And this episode is just about the pumps. In the next topic episode, which is episode 71, we'll talk about the different CGMs that integrate with these pumps. So we're starting with Medtronic. I got my first pump in 2002, and it was one of the really old Medtronic 512 pumps. And those things were basically indestructible. Then there was the, the 523 and the 723 Rebel models. I think the original ones were just Paradigm uh, 512, 712 pumps. So the 523, 723, those were Revel models. And those were also basically indestructible. And at one point, I did completely submerge or swim with one of those pumps when I was 15 or 16. And it came out completely unscathed. And it was great because I was on a trip at the time and I would not have been able to get a replacement pump. But once I reached the upgrade on the Medtronics that would have required a Medtronic sensor, I switched to tandem. I was not willing to go to the Medtronic sensors and I was already on Dexcom at that point. So it just made sense to, to switch to tandem. But Jessie has been on the newer models of the Medtronic pumps, so she can speak more to those than I can. And honestly, I really love the Medtronic pumps. So I'm going to be a little bit biased on this one. I think we're um, both biased in our own opinions anyway, but yes. Yeah. So some of these that I'm going to be talking about are just the features that are on the 670G pump. They are releasing a new pump line this next couple of months. So this is up to date as of right now, although I am getting on the new pump within the next two months or so. And we are recording this in the middle of November 2020. Yeah. So I should be on my new pump by this next like turn of the year. So this is the first pump that had the closed loop technology, meaning when it's paired with its respective sensor, you don't actually have to put in for your blood sugar corrections like an hour later or half an hour later to keep that insulin going up or keep the insulin going up and your blood sugars like increasingly going down. What that means is this pump automatically gives you microboluses for your blood sugar without having to notify you all the time that it's doing that. And you only need to calibrate it twice a day and that's it. Though if you are going low, it'll tell you. Same thing if you're going high. So my sensitivity is that if I am... I believe it's 15 points off with one arrow arrow going up or down in either direction and I'm close to going high, then it'll notify me. If it's got two arrows, then it'll be 50 points away. And if it's got three, it'll be about 150 points away if I am like 150 points away from my high line or my low line. So... Basically, what you need to know about this pump is that it'll automatically correct for your blood sugars within your range. So say I am 250, I just ate, and I already put in for my carbs. 
my pump will automatically correct for the blood sugars that are caused by the extra carbs that I'm eating that I didn't cover for, or that, you know, maybe I'm just sitting down after a big meal and my blood sugar is increasingly going up, even though I put in for my carbs. It'll correct for the difference in the blood sugars. It'll also tell me when I am hitting my low range or when I am hitting my high range, which for me is my low is 70 and my high is set for 270. This is because I ran cross country and track and everything like that. And with the pandemic, I felt that it would be more appropriate to have my blood sugar set a little bit higher than than if I was at school. It is really nice to have a sensor with it. It isn't big. It isn't powerful. It's not going to make a big kerthunk sound as some people might remember from using the old Medtronic sensor sites, which I recently found out doctors and nurses and other diabetics used to call the harpoon. This is not that technology anymore. It's very gentle. I really, really like it because it just feels like I'm putting in another Mio site and that's it. So it's pretty gentle now. It's pretty easy. The sensor is very accurate as well. When I test to calibrate it, it only is about 10 points off of what my blood sugar actually is. So I'm looking at my pump and it says I'm like 200 and my blood, I test my blood sugar will usually be within 10 points of that 200 that my pump is reading. And then there are updates coming out this next couple of months to the new pump that they are releasing. So I just want to give a disclaimer that the ones that I just talked about are some of the features that they have now. And these next features will include the old features but they're just updating it. And also, it's not available now, but you can place your order for this new pump and the new sensor. I can't remember the name of it, but it's pretty cool. And it's through Medtronic. So basically, the new pump is going to be able to be connected to your phone through Medtronic. And um, you just need to get the app and have the right phone for it. And it'll automatically tell you your blood sugars on your phone. You can also connect it to more than one phone. So my parents could read it. Or if you have a kid who has a pump and you want it to go to your phone, it can go to their phone as well, like the kid's phone and the parent's phone. So that's pretty cool. And then instead of doing just hardware updates, so every time they come out with an update on the pump, you have to get a new pump. This one, it'll be a software update. So all you have to do is just plug it into the computer and it'll automatically update through the Medtronic site, which means with this new sensor, it'll be pretty interesting because there's going to be the first hardware update, which only comes with the Bluetooth technology on your phone. And then once you get the software update, which will come out a couple of months after the hardware, after the new pump, it'll be paired with the new sensor that you'll receive with it if you choose to get the new sensor. But with that, you will be in a pure closed loop, meaning you won't have to correct for your blood sugar. You won't have to correct for your carbs. It'll be 100% closed loop and you only have to calibrate once every week. So you only have to calibrate one time at the beginning of your sensor change out and then you're done for about a week. And then for carbs, say you eat like 30 carbs, you don't even have to put in for it. You just let the pump do what it needs to. It also won't kick you out of auto mode as much, and there won't be a set time for how long you can be above auto mode. So I have a question. Yeah. Um, do you have any idea how they're going to address pre-bolusing with that? Because pre-bolusing is something a lot of people do 
So with their algorithm now, the auto mode will automatically like you have to wear the sensor with this. So when you're in auto mode, it'll record data points and it will say, oh, she has a dawn phenomenon every day at this time. So you do have to have like a general schedule of what time you get up, what time you eat food, just around like within a half an hour or so, and it'll automatically start pre-bolusing. So my dawn phenomenon is basically gone, although I do still have some issues. And same thing with the pre-bolusing stuff like that with this new software update that'll come out within four months or so. It'll be completely closed loop. So it'll start pre-bolusing when it believes that you're going to start eating. So yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, I was just like thinking of my own experience when I have something that spikes my blood sugar really fast. Even if I pre-bolus, it still Mm -hmm. kind of blows right past it. Yeah, so this next pump should fix it. And plus, if it does that, it'll let you know that your blood sugar is going up super fast. But at the same time, it'll automatically start correcting for that without necessarily having to tell you that it's already increasing your boluses. So it's pretty cool. I would definitely recommend putting your orders in now just with COVID and everything going on. You never know if you'll get it on time or when you expect it to be there by. But I am on my pump and my sensor are on order. So this new one that's coming out looks exactly like the 670G. So if you already have the 670G, it's the same pump. It's just going to have new software updates and a little bit new hardware in it. So some of the pros are it's accurate. It's very comfortable to wear. Both the pump and the sensor are very, not small, but very fitting to the body. So like I'm wearing leggings right now. My waistline is at where my sensor usually reads and I'm not having any issues. The range is up to six to seven feet uh, for the sensor. I've taken a shower before and put my pump in the other room and closed the door and it'll still read through the wall. So that's pretty cool. It can be, so the sensor can be worn anywhere where the myocyte can be worn. So on the legs, the thigh, your lower back, your arms, your stomach. The pump itself can be paired nicely with any outfit since it's black. I, this isn't really a big deal to me, but I know for some kids it is kind of a big deal. So if you have a child who's more not wanting the pump to stick out as much, this is definitely good. You can also put stickers on it, which we will talk about later today. This pump is practically indestructible. They've really kept that up since our Colleen mentioned the very earlier versions. It's still it's made out of a different material now, but I've dropped it on concrete flooring before and all it's never broken. The screen is fine. It does have a couple of scratches on it, but nothing that is majorly concerning. It's also mostly waterproof at this point. I don't recommend taking it in pools or anything like that, although you can submerge it up to 12 feet under the water and it'll still read perfectly fine. I don't really recommend it just because you never know. You get your choice with either a sound or a vibration when it gives you a notice. I have it on vibrate just because it'll wake me up in the middle of the night a lot easier. It will wake you up in the middle of the night, actually, whether you want to or not. Anytime you get an alarm, it will wake you up in the middle of the night. And it doesn't matter if you... It'll wake you up. You'll have to read the alarm and It'll get you up and going. How about I say that and just leave it like that? So you can have the option of switching it, it meaning the sensor and the pump, in or out of auto mode. So you don't necessarily have to be in that closed loop if you don't want to. And then wherever you are in the world, Medtronic will send you a new pump within 24 hours. This includes Europe, Asia, Africa, South America, 
And let's not forget about Australia. So it, it'll send you a new pump wherever you're at. You just need to call them up, tell them where you are, your insurance and all that stuff. And then it'll send you within 24 to 48 hours of the time you call. The cons, there are unfortunately some. It's a little bit bulky. It'll definitely make annoying sounds at the most very inconvenient times, especially during SAT or AP testing. If you aren't on top of your blood sugars, like meaning if you're high for about two hours or low for about an hour and a half, it will kick you out of auto mode and it'll make you retest your blood sugar, which I think is a good, but at the same time, it's like if I'm high and I know I'm high, there's probably something else going on and that I don't need my pump telling me that. That's what I'm thinking. And then... When the stickers that come with the sensor and the adhesive that comes with the sensor, it's not the greatest. It's pretty cheap and it's clear and it'll come off within a couple of days. I would just recommend getting the cheapy packs, like a 50 pack off of Amazon and you can do really well with those. All right, on to the tandem. So I've been on the T-Slim X2 since fall 2017. So I think that's right, right about three years now. There was an older version of the tandem pump, but I never got on it. And I think all new users get the X2 with Control IQ, which comes preloaded. So that's nice. Tandem pumps get upgraded through software updates as long as you have a current warranty on the pump. And I think that is four years from when you first get it. So mine is under warranty for another year. Tandem is the only pump as of this recording in November 2020 that has a current integration with Dexcom. The Omnipod Horizon system, which we'll talk about later, uh, that's coming in approximately six months. And that will also integrate with Dex. So that's a big plus for people on Omnipod. The infusion sites for the T-Slim have to change every three days. I think that's pretty standard with all pumps is every three days is the recommended time. Although I will push that out as much as I possibly can because I'm a bad diabetic, but no, I'm not. <laughs> I use the Autosoft T90 infusion sites with a 9mm cannula and a 49-inch tubing. Uh, You can get variations on the cannula length and the tubing length, but I get the long ones because they're better for getting the insulin in. And they also let me have a long leash on the pump because I tuck my pump into my bra. And when I pull it out, I have to be able to read it. And so it needs to be able to make the distance from where it's on my butt, where I put it, and my hand when I pull it out of my bra. So I need to have that long leash. When I first got this pump, I I was getting the 24-inch tubing. And oh man, that is the shortest tubing ever. And I was constantly like scrunched up trying to look at my pump when I pulled it out of my bra. And I was like, this isn't working. And so I got the the 49 inch. The cartridge for the T-Slim can hold up to 300 units of insulin. And it's kind of weird to fill if you've never filled one before. The syringe that you use, it comes in two parts, the stem and the syringe part. And I talked about this in a previous episode. But you have to twist the needle onto the syringe stem and then then pull it out. And then that's what you would fill the cartridge with. But you have to take the air bubbles out of the cartridge before you fill it with the insulin. So it's kind of interesting. You have to fill the syringe with insulin and then draw air out of the cartridge, get rid of that air, and then you put the insulin into the cartridge. It's a really strange process. My first time watching Alexa Brenner do it, I was like, whoa, that is so weird. Because it makes you wonder if you're actually getting all the bubbles out of the cartridge. And I know sometimes I'm not, but that doesn't really make that much of a difference. I think at some point we will post walkthrough videos on how to do an infusion site change. Although I will not be showing you 
it actually going onto my body because it goes on my butt. And I'm not going to show you guys that part. I really like this pump. I would not want to switch to another one. I know I said earlier, both of us, both Jesse and I are kind of firmly in our opinions about these pumps. So she's firmly in the Medtronic camp. I'm firmly in the tandem camp. <laughs> so far, it's been really good for my blood sugars. Even though I do get frustrated with it sometimes, it's still the best pump I've ever had. Some of the pros, it is the smallest of all of the pumps, which means it's easier to put into places like your bra or easier to slip into a pocket. It also integrates with Dexcom G6. That is a big, big plus for a lot of, a lot of di- type 1 diabetics. It has Control IQ, which is their software algorithm to put blood sugar on autopilot. It's kind of like the Medtronic auto mode, but it won't, it won't correct for you. Well, it, it will correct for you. It just won't correct food for you. So whenever you eat food, you still have to put in your, your carbs and your correction. And it will, it will calculate for you all of those correction factors. So it'll increase the basal when you're going high. And it'll give up to 60%, I think. I think it's 60% of a correction bolus if the basal increases aren't working. And then it will also turn off the insulin if it detects blood sugar going below 80 within the next half an hour. And I think it'll also turn off the insulin if it has like a, a double arrow or a single arrow down and you're at a certain blood sugar, but I'm not entirely sure what that is. Because sometimes I will wake up in the morning and I'll see little dips on my blood sugar graph where it didn't really make sense that it was going to be 80 in the next half an hour, but it still turned off my insulin. You can also customize all the alert sounds. It goes from really, really loud and obnoxious down to really quiet and then vibrate, which is my personal favorite setting. I have all of my settings on vibrate because I don't want it to beep really loudly in the middle <laughs> in the middle of a, of a call. <laughs> That's not fun. It also has uh, exercise and sleep modes. So the exercise mode on uh, with Control IQ, if you turn it on, it will change your target range. So your high, I think your high target will go up and your low target will also go up. So it'll turn off your insulin sooner if it detects you're going to drop when you're exercising. And then the sleep mode will only do basal changes. So if you're going high overnight, it won't give you any bolus correction boluses because uh, it doesn't want you to drop too low. And then the difference with sleep mode versus normal mode is it will make your target range lower, which is nice. And I I know some diabetics who use Control IQ on tandem will have sleep mode on all the time just because it gives you those lower target ranges. You can program up to six different basal profiles and each profile can contain up to 16 different time elements. So that's pretty nice if you have a lot of different things that you use basal profiles for. I have a profile for normal day. I have a profile for skiing, one for air travel, uh, one for if I eat dinner, (laughs) because if I eat dinner, my blood sugar goes up overnight and I need to correct for that. You can also do your basals and your boluses in hundredths of a unit, which is amazing considering we used to do syringes that you could only get down to like half a unit and that is not as precise as we need it. Sometimes hundredths of a unit really make a difference. The range from the G6 to the tandem pump is about 20 feet. But if there are walls in between you and the pump, like when you're showering, then it will probably lose the signal. So I oh, also the tandem pump is rechargeable. So you have to you plug it in to charge it. And I will charge my pump in the morning, every morning. I just tuck it under my pillow. But I also have my Dexcom reading to my phone 
and I put my phone in the office. So when I get out of the shower, I can see my blood sugar on my phone, even if my pump hasn't read it. So I still know what my blood sugar is, even though my pump has lost the signal. And I know a lot of the times, or at least sometimes when I haven't done that and I get out of the shower and it takes a while for the pump to catch up to the signal, my blood sugar will be going up by that point. And so I would have missed an opportunity to to give a bolus. And another pro is that the customer support for Tandem and also Dexcom, which we'll talk about uh, later, is really responsive. They're really good about picking up the phone when you have a problem. They're really good about replacing things when you have issues. They have replaced my pump a couple times and they've also replaced my charger cord, which was having issues. And they also will replace the charger port cover. On my first uh, tandem pump, the port cover started to break off and then they just sent me like a pack of replacements. So I have a couple more when that happens again. Some of the cons for the tandem is if you turn control IQ off, you can't get basal IQ by itself. So Basal IQ was the first software update, and that one was the one that turned off insulin when you go low. So that's when they started with the the Control IQ will do both low and high, and Basal did just low. But if you turn off Control IQ, you won't get Basal. It'll just turn everything off, and it'll go back to your default Basal profiles. And also, if you have Control IQ on, you can't do temp Basals, which is really annoying. I think temp basils are amazing and I can't do them with control IQ. I've gotten used to it by now, but it's something that I wish we still had access to. I kind of understand why they don't let you do it. But again, temp basils are really useful for a lot of people, especially if the pump is kind of doing your bolusing or your basal rate changes in a weird way that doesn't make sense and you want to just change it, but you can't. And kind of related to that is active insulin is calculated differently with control IQ on. So it can be a little confusing. And what I mean by that is, let's say I give myself a correction bolus for a high blood sugar. With control IQ on, if my blood sugar keeps going up, my active insulin goes down. And I don't understand why this happens, but it also means that I don't know how much active insulin I really have on board when I'm going low. Because it might say zero, but half an hour ago, I may have given a bolus. So I don't really know what's up with the algorithm right there or the uh, formula for whatever for active insulin, but it's kind of annoying. But it's not annoying enough to make me change the bump. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, another con is the control IQ target, uh, default target blood glucose is 110 and you can't change it. I would prefer my target be like 100 or less than 100, but it's set at 110 and I can't change that with control IQ on. The screen for the tandem pump. So it's a touchscreen pump, which is amazing. I think it's the only touchscreen pump. But if the screen is facing the body, then it won't read your sensor. And that's because the Bluetooth signal comes out the front of the pump. And so the screen has to be pointing away from your body to be able to read the sensor. And it's also advised that you have the pump on the same side as your sensor. So I rotate my arms for my sensors. And that just also means that I change which side of my bra I put my pump in so that I can read to my sensor. And then this is a rare error. And I put rare in quotation marks. But sometimes the pump won't recognize the charger cable and the battery will die really fast because of a capacitor issue. And when this happens, the pump will completely shut off and then you'll have to call Tandem for a replacement. And then 
that's a situation where you really want to have a backup system in place or have a friend with a pump who lives nearby. This error, like the the charging error itself has happened several times to me, but the pump has only straight up died twice and tandem sent replacements really, really fast both times. And both times I was able to get the pump to turn back on before the replacement got here. So I was not without a pump either time. It just took some kind of creative charging techniques. Like I would plug it into the charger and then wait for it to do stuff. And then I would plug it into my laptop and see if that worked. And at some point, one of those things will work and it will turn the pump back on and you just have to leave it plugged in for at least half an hour for it to clear the charging problem. It's really kind of annoying. And then one of the other cons is that, well, maybe this isn't really a con, but Control IQ has a suspension time limit. So if you're suspended for, I think, two hours in a row, it will turn your insulin back on even if you're still low because it wants to just make sure that you're, I don't know, not dead, but I'm really not sure why it does that. But I mean, if you're low for that long anyway, you should be having something to eat or maybe somebody waking you up so that you could have something to eat. See, that's kind of the end of my list of cons. Just, Just in general, like features and benefits, again, control IQ is amazing. The touchscreen pump is really fun to have. It's kind of cool to have a touchscreen pump. Come on. And then again, the the biggest feature is that it integrates with Dexcom. Oh, I can also adjust my target range for Dexcom on the pump. So my high line is 140 and my low line is 83. So you can change your your, uh, target range on the pump, even if you can't change your target blood sugar. And then all of the Dexcom settings are inside the pump. So I don't have to control anything from a receiver because the T-Slim is the receiver. So that's really nice. Overall, I really love T-Slim. I love the tandem pumps. I Again, I'm not changing my mind on that one. <laughs> and last pump we're going to talk about today is the Omnipod. So I crowdsourced Facebook for user experiences with Omnipod because I've never used them. And my only exposure to the pod has been at Panther Camp. A lot of our campers were Omnipods. All right. So right now there's two types of Omnipods on the market, the Uros and the Dash. The Dash is the newer model and the more advanced. Colleen did get feedback on both of these systems. I'm actually not sure if it's pronounced Uros or Eros. I don't know. I was thinking like the Eos eggs, like the chapstick eggs oh, for a yeah. second. I was like, oh, I don't, I can't say that. I mean, Eros is a gr- and like an actually a Greek word. So I think yeah. that's, eh, I don't know. Maybe the, the Omnipod community can, community can tell us how it's pronounced. Is it Eros or is it Eros? Yeah. Send us feedback on my Instagram too. So we'll start with the pros for this system. The main pro for Omnipod is that it's tubeless. This means you can place it in a lot more areas than you can place a tubed site because the tube has to reach from the pump to the site. And with a tubeless site, you can literally put it anywhere in your body. Facebook user and Potter... Javonda Flint, she sent us a picture of various places that she puts her Omnipod. And you can find that picture in the show notes. She's put it on her forearm, her upper arms, the side of her ribs, her chest, shoulder blades. I mean, the shoulder blades one is actually really impressive. You should totally go check out the show notes picture for this because I was like, how did you get that there? She also has put it on her hips, her thighs, and her calves. And to be fair... She used to be a gymnast, so she's way more flexible than me and maybe a lot, maybe more flexible than a lot of people to reach some of the sites she uses, especially the shoulder blades one, because that was totally impressive. And I do want to say this if you're on TikTok at all, and this is my age coming out right now, 
if you're on TikTok, there's actually a lot of diabetic posts and a lot of diabetic videos with the Omnipod in it with this pump. So I saw a girl do a challenge for like every couple of days, she would change it out. And every time she did it where she's never done it before. So like I saw it on the inner of her bicep or on the back of her thigh, or I think she even did it like on her calf at one point. I was just, I was very uncomfortable watching that one. But I just, it was so incredible to see. So yeah, if you look on TikTok, there's definitely something that you can find. And that actually uh, brings up the, a point that we forgot to mention with both the Medtronic and the Tandem Pump is where do you put your sights? So you can put them basically anywhere where the tube will reach the place where you connect your pump. So if you if you have your pump in your bra, then your tube should, like your sight tubing should be able to reach that. So I mean, I put my sights on my butt and I have in the past put them on my stomach and I'm not doing that very much at all, like in the last several years, like 15 years. I'm trying to move them kind of up to my lower back though. And I've also considered putting them on my thighs and I know Jesse puts them on her thighs. Yeah, it's there's a bunch of different charts out there. You can see where, where to put sites and we can actually link that in the show notes. Another pro for the Omnipod is that it's waterproof. You don't have to disconnect for showers and swimming like you do for the Tandem and for the 670G. Their support team is also on point, according to the people I talk to. Insulet, which is the manufacturer, they are really good about replacing failed pods or pods that came off early, even if it's just a few hours from the cutoff point. And the Dash Omnipods are rechargeable. I think it means the PDM is rechargeable. I think the Dash PDM is rechargeable, not necessarily the pod. Okay. So the Dash Omnipod PDMs are rechargeable. So with this pump, there's a bunch of cons and I'll try and run through these quickly. Although I do want to give give another disclaimer. I don't have this pump and I've never used it before. So to each their own with whatever works for you is great. So the first one is it only holds 200 units, which is great for kids, but not necessarily for adults and teenagers who enjoy a good solid meal every now and then. The auto shutoff is 80 hours, even though you might have insulin left. This also means if you have, you have to change it when it expires, even if it's inconvenient, like in the grocery store, probably, or like you're dry, driving or something like that. It may leak because of the short cannula. One user told us that the consultant, the constant linking caused him to give it up and go back to doing the MDI, though he's Going to try the tubed pump soon. So good luck with that one. I like the tube pump. Leaking doesn't sound great, especially when it comes to bodily functions. Some people had issues with the adhesive not staying on as long as it should. Uh, that's a big one. It can be bulky depending on where you place it. And if it gets bumped against things, it's possible to knock it off. I have seen pictures of this and I do want to say... I would probably knock it off every single time I put one on just because of how active I try to be. So, yeah. I think why people prefer the tubeless is because they don't want to get the tubing stuck on something or caught on something, which 100% happens. I yeah. have pulled sights out by getting yeah. the tubing caught on a door handle door and that is not fun. No. <laughs> but it doesn't right. happen as often as you really think it does, especially if you keep the pump like tucked inside all of your clothes. Like, my tubing rarely ever comes out. I think I only did that once within the last nine months. And that was just because I wasn't watching where I was going. 
So you can't bolus or adjust your settings from the pod itself. You have to make those adjustments with your PDM, which means if you forget or lose your PDM, which stands for personal diabetes management, you're kind of toast. So it's like an extra phone kind of thing. So if you're prone to losing your phone, you're probably going to be prone to losing your PDM. The Eros or Eros PDM uses a AAA battery, which could drain really fast. Static electricity also may affect your insulin delivery. So watch out for those blankets. PDM needs to be within six feet to read the pod, though some people told us that it's really within six inches of the Eros, though the dash is better. If you have a bad pod during pod change, it's very hard to get the insulin out of the pod. So you're probably going to end up wasting a lot of insulin too. Some of the features that our Facebook friends told us was that you can do temp basils on the Omnipod, which is always nice. The Dash PDM is touchscreen and Bluetooth, but the Eros one is not. The Dash also has an integrated bolus calculator. It has presets and uh, calorie king. So that's kind of cool. And it does the thinking and the math for you. So you could just put in food and it'll calculate all that for you. With the Dash, you can set a zero basal rate for kids who need less insulin, especially if they're in the honeymoon phase. So that's really useful. And you can't do that on the Eros model. The Dash also comes with a couple of mobile apps to keep track of the pods that are underneath your care, whether you're a parent or a nurse or caregiver monitoring multiple pods. You can also do multiple basal settings, kind of like with the Tandem. And then it will calculate your bolus for you based on the carb input and the correction factors. And Omnipod's website has a really, really great comparison chart between the Eros and the Dash. And we'll link that in the show notes. We'll also probably give you guys some screenshots so you don't have to go straight to the, to the Omnipod site. But yeah, I mean, a lot of kids love the Omnipod. I see so many pods at camp. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure like the Omnipod is definitely the one we see the most of nowadays. Um, Which is weird because it used to be yeah. the tandem. And I mean, I was the first kid at camp to have a pump and I was on the old Medtronics. Oh my gosh. Those, okay. I just, for all of our listeners who don't know what the old Medtronics are, it used to be like you got a choice of colors and everything. Like you got a blue one, we had pink, I had purple. a pink one, purple, there was purple a gray, one. black. I think I saw a light blue one, although I, I haven't seen one since. So I think those ones are pretty rare. But this is like, your old flip phone of pumps. It's indestructible. You could drop a brick on it and it wouldn't break basically. Oh my gosh. I don't recommend doing that, but like the, I can make a comparison. The Medtronic pumps are the Nokia's. Oh yeah. Medtronic, yeah, old Medtronic are. pumps are the Nokia's of the pump industry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> For all the kids who don't know what a Nokia is, Google Please don't it. look it up. Yeah, Google it. Go look on your spangle fancy smartphone. You can Google like um, Chuck Norris using a Nokia. <laughs> God, my grandmother still has her Nokia. Oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So new model and software updates coming out that we know of as of 2020 when this is being recorded. For the Medtronic, it's going to be your software updates and your hardware updates which are are both really, really awesome. The pump is going to stay the same size though. And it's going to be the same like aesthetic, I guess you could say. It'll be integrated with your phone. So you'll have Bluetooth on there. It'll be a 100% pure closed loop sensor with pump pairing. And you won't have to put in for carbs or blood sugars. And you will only have to test once, once a week, which will be pretty nice. Um, so the tandem, the next thing for tandem is actually pretty cool. It's called the T-Sport. And 
they're saying it's going to be about half the size of the current tandem T-Slim X2. And they say it's designed for people who want even greater discretion and flexibility with the use of their insulin pump. It will hold 200 units, which is actually perfect for me because I don't ever go above like 150. It has an on-pump bolus button, a rechargeable battery, an aid algorithm, and a Bluetooth radio. Although I don't actually know if I'll switch to this one because if it doesn't integrate with Xcom, not going to do it. But it sounds like they're developing a much smaller pump, which is pretty cool. They also are planning to enhance their algorithms, which is always nice. And um, they're looking to integrate in the future with uh, Abbott CGMs. And we'll we'll talk about those in the CGM episode. But basically, the Abbott CGMs are the Libre sensors. Awesome. And then Omnipod's got a couple of things coming up with the Omnipod Horizon integration with Dexcom, which is supposed to happen in 2021. So fingers crossed. This is going to be a closed loop system like the TANM integration with Dexcom too. So Dexcom is definitely going to be co-compatible with a couple of things. It's also supposed to integrate with Libre 2, though we don't know as of right now. It's supposed to come like four to six months after the Dexcom integration. So it should be pretty fast down the pipeline. So our diabetes spotlight this week is on companies that help you decorate your pumps, your CGMs, and other diabetes accessories. And I'm going to mention two in particular. One of them is Pump Peels, and that's Peels with a Z. So it's P-E-E-L-Z. And they have all sorts of really fun stickers to personalize your devices. Uh, I've used their T-Slim stickers before and their G6 transmitter stickers to kind of spice things up. It's basically a sticker that just goes on the front of the tandem T-Slim pump. And I've used both their Van Gogh Starry Night pit sticker, and they have a kind of a marble... White, like a white marble one. I've used both of those on my on my tandem before. I also use Griff Grips overlay patches to keep my sensors on for longer. And they have different adhesive formularies so you can find which one will work best for you. And you can find links to both of those companies in the show notes. Do you have any uh, input on pump stickers? So if you're going to do it, I say definitely go big or go home. Definitely find one that you are really going to enjoy. If you're prone to changing out like your phone screen or like your wallpaper on your phone, I would say get a bunch of them and then just flip through them and see which one you want in the mood and then just change about when you want to. For me, I don't really wear one, although I used to. And I thought it was awesome because kids got really jealous. They're like, "Ooh, I want one of those. And it really made me feel special. So if you have a little kid, definitely get them one or get them a couple just either as like a birthday present or a stocking stuffer. For the upcoming holidays, definitely great for that. Griff Grips definitely is recommended by every single doctor that I've ever spoken to. Though, if you're looking for something that's not going to be as flashy or as like kid friendly, you can go on Amazon and get like sticky patches or something along the lines of a Griff Grip type of patch. You don't necessarily have to spend XYZ money just to get a couple of Griff Grips. That's what I did. I went on Amazon and I got 50 of like a Griff Grip sticker just to slap over my sensor because my little adhesives weren't working out. But yeah, definitely a good Christmas or stocking stuffer, birthday idea kind of thing. So if you're looking for gifts to give and you know what type of pump or sensor somebody has, these are really great. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there. <laughs> 